Hello, gorgeous beings. I am wildly excited to be with you today. I am your host, Izzy, and welcome to the Mushroom Magic Podcast. I have decided to record this podcast without any of the introduction, without any of the sound, and to really just allow it to be channeled without all the extra fluff. So I feel wildly excited to share this podcast with you. Today, we are going to dive into the topic of boundaries as it relates to leadership and self-responsibility. I'm wildly excited to dive into this podcast because with boundaries, we really are able to live lives that feel very, very, very empowered. Let's dive in. So here's the context. I've been in situations in the past where I really didn't feel comfortable, where my nervous system was activated, where I felt really icky, where I felt like, oh, this isn't it. And I so wanted it to be it. I so wanted these situations to feel good. And so at times, I didn't listen to that inner voice of, this isn't it. I'm actually not willing to co-conspire with this, to put this situation on my altar. I'm not willing to do that. And simultaneously, my way of moving through the world is one of radical self-responsibility. So I'm always looking internally at how did I create this? How did I attract this? What was my role in this? To the point that sometimes I was a little bit harsh on myself. And I started picking myself apart as if I had actually done something wrong when in actuality, there was just a need for a boundary. I was blaming myself when in actuality, somebody else had actually just acted inappropriately. And I was trying to make it something that I could fix or control from the inside out when somebody else had fallen short and caused harm. And while it was an amazing opportunity to walk through a leadership initiation and to have even clearer boundaries and even more transparent boundaries, not subtext boundaries, but clear boundaries, 
It was an amazing opportunity to do that. And it was also an indication that sacred space might be needed. And that the relationship might actually not be completely healthy. That the ecosystem of the relationship, there might be an imbalance. That needs to rebalance for the relationship and the synergy and the dynamic to be healthy. (sighs) So this is a deep pattern that I have had in my life. I am somebody who has consistently been unnecessarily strong, who has consistently been the kind of person who walks, not just with my own life, but who consistently really was involved in my family and their process and my community and their process. And I rejected the notion that I had no responsibility in my community or in my family. I rejected that notion because I don't believe that. I believe that we all have a responsibility in our family, in our community. And what happens at points in my journey, was that I got tempted with a binary of you either walk with your community or you abandon your community. You either did something wrong or you didn't do something wrong. And in actuality, it's always in the gray area that we really learn and we really grow. And so... I examined closely situations where I felt really activated and where I was so quick to abandon myself or to gaslight myself or to belittle myself and my experience rather than really leaning back and saying, something isn't landing quite right. I often blamed myself for having such an open heart. I'm so open with people. Or I have been so open with people. I'm so open with people who are in my inner circle. I'm pausing just for a moment to really allow this to land. So I've been so open with people in my inner circle and I, you know, went back and examined some of the points in my life where I felt a little bit activated or very activated and where I was just picking myself apart. Where's the self-responsibility? Where's the self-responsibility? Where's the self-responsibility? And what I really came to realize was that our inner circle gets to be really tight. That's one massive lesson I learned. 
And then the second massive lesson is that this doesn't just need to be a conversation on super intimate community. Though I do want you to know that you can have a super intimate community. You can be super selective with who you share with. But it even goes even it goes even further than that. And the second piece of this is naming where people were inappropriate. Because when people are inappropriate, when people violate, it breaks sacred trust. And it actually creates an unsafe environment. A learning environment, an unsafe learning environment, an unsafe environment for intimacy if you're being intimate with somebody, an unsafe environment for healing if you're shedding layers of sensations, an unsafe environment for blossoming in your soul and your magic. Boundaries are incredibly important. So this is not a story, right? It's that binary I mentioned earlier. This is not a story of you either have an intimate community or you're engaged in your in a much broader community. It's not either or. This is really a story of yes, being clear on who your people are and why you trust them and ensuring that you have boundaries set up in place, which I'll expand on in a moment, and that there are clear boundaries and that when boundaries get blurred or iffy, that there is a way to kind of rumble through that and to restore that, okay? And then the second piece of this is really looking at our lives and seeing, ooh, that felt pokey or that felt violating or that felt unsafe or that really activated me. And noticing what conditions and impulses want to unfold in that moment. Do you answer that from a place of I'm enough? And, you know, maybe there's actually, maybe that actually was inappropriate. And there's actually a need for a boundary conversation so that our synergy and the space between us and this dynamic and the trust can feel safe again. For me, I'm going to be honest, that often has not been my subconscious response. My subconscious response has often been, I'm not being enough. I messed something up. I need to be even more whatever. That was my response for many, many years. And that thinking pattern, when somebody violates our space, when somebody acts in a way that causes harm, to then say, I'm the mistake. I did something wrong. That's really harmful to our body and to our spirit. Now, I talk about intimacy and pleasure 
And this is very important when it comes to intimacy and pleasure. Because we need to be able to trust that our friends and our tribe and our people are safe. And part of being safe is knowing that boundaries are going to be honored. Now, the honest truth is that boundaries, we as a collective are learning boundaries, right? And when we're in community, we get to learn boundaries together. And the truth is that we can sit at the drawing table for hours and hours and hours and come up with all of our boundaries. And I certainly did this at points in my journey. Sylvester McNutt, he was somebody whose online course I loved. And, you know, he taught on boundaries. And that was really helpful. And I also want to be clear that sometimes we don't know our boundaries until we're actually in a situation. Or rather, it's not that we don't know our boundaries, but sometimes in the midst of a situation, we need to be able to say, oop, I've reached a boundary. Sometimes it's, oop, that really violated my boundaries. I thought that that was just a a, a standard boundary and turns out it's not and I feel really violated and you know now we need to do some rupture repair because I don't totally trust you. My nervous system doesn't feel totally safe with you because I just assumed that you knew that this was a boundary. And within certain situations, in an ideal world, it would be great to be able to say, yeah, that should be an assumed boundary. That's kind of like common sense. And we as humans can be very flawed. (laughs) So we get to start to notice when Not we, we get to notice first, I want to backtrack a little bit. First, we get to notice what boundaries we already have and just naming those. Next, We get to start to get familiar with what the sensations feel like in our body when we feel that boundaries are maybe being crossed. And there might be a warming up. Like it might not just be like hardcore violation. There might be little crosses first that don't really feel good, that feel a little pokey. And we get to start to really listen to those little pokes and be like, oh, I'm reaching a limit. Or we need to slow this down. Or that doesn't feel quite right. And we get to really honor that. And then, if big boundary violations do happen, it doesn't feel good. And it feels scary. And we feel unsafe. And this is real. And I don't want to gaslight you because this happens. It doesn't matter if you've been doing inner work for years. This kind of stuff will happen. Or I don't want to say it will happen. I don't want to speak that into your reality, but I don't want you to feel ashamed if it does happen. 
And when it does happen, we get to just hold those sensations. And we get to actually make a list of what feels really not good, not, you know, really activated, a high level charge. And we can actually name that. And ideally, we're in a relationship in a container where it's super easy. You know, like, it's not a big deal. You know, like, little misunderstandings come up. It's come up, you know. It, it comes up. And in an ideal situation, we can just <laughs> name it and be like, Ugh, that's not really for me. You know, and this is actually a limit. And the other person's like, thank you so much for telling me that. I now really have a clear way in an organized way for knowing how to interact and communicate with you. And I'm also learning about myself. And you inspired me to create even more clarity and organization there also. And we get to just get 1% better, 1% better, 1% better. Now, in the past, I'm going to be real, I didn't like talking about boundaries because boundaries to me felt like an electric fence. I was very pokey with them. I was like, bah, boundary. <laughs> and this is normal early on in our journey. And frankly, it's sometimes very warranted right? If you're somebody who does have that electric fence mentality around boundaries, it actually makes a lot of sense to me. And if I, I'm sure if I learned a little bit more about you and your story, it would make a lot of sense why you have, why, why your subconscious reacts that way. And there's no shame in it. And I really want you to know there's no shame in it. You don't need to suppress the fact that maybe even the tiniest boundary violation feels super violating because of something that you experienced. That's actually totally valid. Okay? I also want to say that being self-responsible doesn't mean, oh, it's okay for people to just do as they please with me. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. That is not a way to move through the world safely, <laughs> period, right? And this is, I, I'm making a very strong note about this because in the self-development community, when you're hearing conversations about radical self-responsibility, I see a pattern playing out where it can be like, up, anything and everything. And that's not actually honoring your sacred spirit and your sacred body and your sacred mind and your sacred emotions and your sacred heart. That's also not to say that, you know, sometimes it's lovely to have experiences that feel very expensive and that challenge us and bring up different activation points. That's a beautiful experience. And then we get to move through that and learn all the lessons and lead ourselves through all of those activation points. That is beautiful. 
And I don't, I don't want to mistake self-leadership for harm. And that's a conversation that I don't want to expand on today, though I'm happy to continue to expand on it potentially another day. And finally, I just want to really ground in that this is really about intimacy and our spirits and our body's wisdom. This is really about learning about how we like to be communicated with, about what feels good for us, about what feels violating for us, about what feels hurtful. And knowing that we actually get to have people in our lives who are like, thank you so much for telling me how to communicate with you. Yeah, I agree. Lines got a little bit blurry there. Maybe I just really liked you just really liked you. I was really excited by you. I was really excited by conversations with you. I was really passionate about what you were talking about and I got so pulled in. I was really turned on by you. I really like you. I desired closeness. And I'm so glad that I now know how to communicate with you in a way that feels really safe so that we can really be in synergy, tribe, community together. The final thing I want to know is really being clear on our intentions. When we go into a space with the intention of conflict, that will be reflected back to us, period. So sometimes this is related to the pokey energy of boundaries, what I've observed in myself. So there's no shame or blame in this. I've walked through this fire. If I can do it, I promise you can too. Sometimes what I observe is that is a certain self-righteous energy with boundaries that ends up very much isolating people from many communities, from any of their relationships, from really amazing teachers and support figures who are really excited to be in your corner as you're growing and who are meeting you as a friend, maybe as a team member. And we need to be very honest about what our intention is and was in that relationship. Is our intention openness and to rumble through and to find the other side and to learn and to be in community? Or is our intention something else?
And it's no shame, but just to be able to hold that, right? To really hold whatever might be coming up related to that. Okay. Anything else I want to add to that? When our intention is love and openness, and by the way, we can go back into the past. If we find out, oop, little not there. My intentions maybe were a little bit not open there or not as open as they could have been. We actually can go back and we can adjust. We can do some writing. We can meditate on that and we can really move some energy. We can shift our intention. We can forgive ourselves. We can shift our intention, right? And we can say, my intention really is love. And I really want to communicate with you in a way that feels good. And I really want to meet you here in the integrity of your experience. And I really want our synergy to feel good. And... Sometimes that synergy and that dynamic might unfold differently than expected. Maybe sacred space is needed. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with space. You don't need to be in close proximity with every single person in your tribe to have a high integrity relationship. And also, when we're really clear on our intentions, that intention will always unfold. When our intention is love, or whatever frequency our intention is, that will always be what unfolds. Period. So my intention is really love. Tribe. Wellness. Healthy resources. peace, feeling good, our own authentic expression of pleasure. And I have many more as well. Thank you so much for being here. I'm sending you so much love and so many blessings. Until we meet again.